0: Acts chapter 1 verse 24 through verse 26 last Sunday we were not able to finish the message we will finish it today Acts chapter 1 verse 24 through verse 26 when you have it uh, in your Bibles or your smart device signify by saying I have the bread it's the custom of our church that we stand for the reading of God's Word and they prayed and said thou Lord Who knoweth the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. Hmm. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias. And he was numbered with the eleven apostles. And all of God's people said, Amen. You can be seated on your way to your seat. Tell somebody, it fell on me. It fell on me. For all of you who missed last Sunday, oh, what a move of God, <laughs> But you're here today. We talked about God's choosing. We talked about God's choosing. We talked about the ministry of Yeshua, the ministry of Jesus Christ in the earth. And how when he started his ministry, he chose the men who would be with him. He chose them, Pastor. Tell your neighbor, he chose them. He chose them. He, he chose them. And let me tell you something. God's choosing sometimes doesn't look too smart. Now, I know that sounds may sound crazy to you, but when I look at the fact that he chose me, sometimes I'm like, are you sure? I often tell people people, I'm not a preacher because my daddy was a preacher, you know, not because my grandfather was a preacher. And I tell the testimony uh, often is because someone sits in the audience and they have a misinterpretation of the people who are standing on the stage. My great grandmother was not a church mother. She had 28 children by several different men. My grandfather was an alcoholic by the time he became a teenager along with my father and he went from being an alcoholic to being a drug addict. Glory be to God. Least likely to be chosen to be a preacher. Um, I do need to ask you all uh, for forgiveness and, and also permission. I usually only try to miss one Sunday out of a month because of my uh ministry schedule and pastoring three churches right now i have to miss and i don't like missing the mother church but i need y'all's permission to miss next sunday it's not on the calendar and it wasn't planned but next sunday morning i need to go to atlanta because my father is going to be ordained into the ministry <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The reason why I tell my story because there's somebody in this room who's exhausted with praying for family members. But I want you to put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder tell them it's not so bad that God can't fix it. Seat and run to somebody. Tell him he's shifting my bloodline. he shifting. He's shifting my bloodline. When you see me with my hands lifted, it's because he's shifting my bloodline. When you see me dancing at this altar, it's because he's shifting my bloodline. This ain't just about my destiny. This is about my legacy. He's shifting. I'm going to finish it today. Shifting. Don't scream. It don't have to be loud. But look at somebody tell them it's not too late. 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 Not too late. Not too late. I don't care how messed up your family is. It's not... It's not too late. My God. Oh, my God. It's not too late. I'm going to ask you all to be seated. Y'all standing up like you're expecting something. I need you to look at somebody. I want you to say this bold and tell them, and my whole family will be saved. My whole family. My nieces and my nephews my first and my second cousins some of them left the church they left god but i'm looking in the future they're coming back they're coming back and my whole family will be saved i don't care if it's 48 hours before they die they will be saved See, when you desire salvation for your family, you start praying desperate prayers. Uh, no, I'm serious. You start praying desperate prayers where you say, Lord, don't let them sleep until they find rest in you. No, I prayed desperate prayers. Said, Lord, save them if you have to save them and then kill them. Save them. Because I would rather them live in the earth a short amount of time and be saved than to live long and die and not be saved. Amen. All right, thank you. So so sometimes God's, God's choosing doesn't look too intelligent. Isaiah says God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts supersede our thought pattern. You know, atheists because they can't touch him they they deny him and agnostics because they can't wrap their mind around him they question him but as believers what we don't know him about him actually makes us worship him it's it's the holy gap (laughs) no really it's the listen when he says when he said follow the ark he doesn't jump on top of it he said follow it it's 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 awesome that God came and he was among us, right? But still yet, when we pray, we pray to God on the throne that he's our best friend and he's our king and our judge because it's that holy gap that builds a certain level of reverence for God that I can't totally wrap my mind around him. He gives me enough that I can embrace, but still yet, all that he is makes me stand back and say, holy. I believe that's what those angels see that has made them for all eternity cry holy. That every time they look up, they see another side of God they've never seen before. That's why the worst thing you could ever do is think you got your mind totally wrapped around God. No, I, I know you, you go to school and you can, get a, you can get a degree in theology. And you can get a master's and a doctorate in theology. But don't forget, theology is not God. Is the study of who man say that God is. Because after you can quote all the scriptures and you've read all the books and the commentaries, you can read Barnes notes, Matthew Henry commentary, after you've read Josephus' historical record, you still haven't scratched the surface of God. That's why Genesis chapter 1 does not say at the beginning, it says in the beginning. Because you can't say at the beginning when it comes to God because God existed outside of time. Oh my God. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of this world. God's choosing sometimes looks contradictory. It doesn't look intelligent. When I see the scripture, when he starts his ministry, he bypasses the Talmudic school of the day. He goes past the rabbis, to build his ministry. Because Pastor Muhammad, that's what we want. You know, we, we start a ministry, we, we brag about those individuals who come from the high schools of academia that have chosen to join our churches. You know, we say stuff real spiritual in the beginning, when we start our churches, we say stuff like, we don't want people from other people's churches. Your flyer doesn't say that. Your flyer says, come over here because gonna, you're going to shift to different dimensions in God. Somebody who's saved has no idea what that means because sometimes I'm saved and I don't know what that means. We'll shift it to another dimension in God. I think I may know, I'm not sure all the time. We'll say spiritual things like, we don't want people from other people's churches. We want the drug addicts. give us the prostitutes give us the alcoholics you say that but do you really mean that because if God send you to drug addicts you got to manage drug addict problems that means they're gonna come to church one Sunday and they may shout and cry and fall out on the floor and they may be genuinely delivered but then by Wednesday a challenge can hit them and and next Sunday you may be looking for them and you may have to go back to the crack house and get them and bring them right back to the church but I'm not intimidated by that because God had to come and get me more than once oh y'all be honest with me come on since you've been saved he's had to save you Come on, since he rescued you, he's had to rescue you. I need you to scream at somebody to tell him, he came after me more than once. The reason why some of us know how to stand and know how to walk is because we fail enough times to learn how to hold on to things. He went past the doctors of the law, the students of Gamaliel. He goes and get fishermen, tax collectors, very complicated i told you last sunday who wants to start with who wants to start with an irs agent i I feel like they they be counting your money at the table while you are ordering food what would you like you want steak but you're looking at the rs agent like just give me an appetizer spinach dip what you want to drink water Um. How do you become a a rabbi in ancient times? How would you become a preacher in Judaism? All the males learn the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. All of them need to learn it and memorize it, especially in orthodoxy. What's What's right or the interpretation of the law would be based upon, I'm saying the preacher, but the rabbi you sit under. You know, whoever the teacher of that community is, it's their interpretation is what you follow. Like Sabbath keeping. What does it look like to keep it? You know, How do you interpret those, those texts? Everybody had to learn the Torah. But if you did okay with the Torah, but you weren't excellent in it, after you got enough for the foundation of your faith, you would then just go pick up a trade. Like fishing. But if you were really good with the Torah, your teacher would say, "Mm, you need to go to the next level of study. You need to go to the Talmudic study. But If you did okay, but not exceptional, once you finished it, they says, you should just maybe go get a trade like fishing. But if you were excellent at it, they would say, go to the next level. You need to get some mid-radish teaching. Go to this next level of understanding Jewish tradition and Jewish law. If you did okay with it, they says, good you made it this far, but you should probably just go uh, fishing. But if you did excellent and you had made it through all of those stages, the rabbi would look at you and says, follow me. Because you're going to become what I am. Our rabbi starts his ministry. He doesn't even go by the school of Talmud. He doesn't stop by the Torah teaching. He goes straight to the banks and find fishermen. And he says, drop your nets and follow me because I'm going to make you vicious a man. <laughs> in other words, he came for people who had failed. I, I, know, I know this is a little uncomfortable for some of you, but, but he chose me in the midst of my failures. Hmm. He chose all of them. He chose all of them. Peter and his big mouth. (laughs) John and his sensitivity. You know, he chose all of them. Even Judas. Now you have to realize there's some people who have a low Christological view of Jesus Christ. Very low. Some of them have medium, and then there are people who have a high Christological view. When I say Christological view, I'm talking about how they view Jesus. For some people, he was a man sent by God. Some would even say he was an angel sent by God. Then there's some medium says he was the son of God and just the son of God. But a high Christological view of Jesus says, oh yes, sent by God huh. and son of God, but God himself. Mm. Yes, all of it. That almighty God, Elohim, became the son of himself to reconcile man back unto himself. The Bible says, great is the mystery of who God is. God, one God, manifest in the flesh. God, one God, seen of angels. One God, justified in the spirit. One God. That, that Jesus, that Jesus, hallelujah, is not in the Godhead, but the Godhead is in that Jesus. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 says, in him, like the fullness of Of the Godhead bodily and we are complete in him. In other words, while Mary was holding him, he was holding the world. Mary's baby and Mary's God. Emmanuel being interpreted. Come on, y'all have me. God with us. (sighs) Well, I said all that to say this. If he was only man, that means his knowledge is limited. But because he's God, he's omniscient. All knowing, knowing past, present, and future. Declaring the end of the thing before the beginning and still chose Judas. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God is not surprised. And I'm going to say this about some of you in here who's struggling with condemnation. Because condemnation is strong. It's so strong that some of you in the midst of this worship today, your feet started padding. But condemnation said, you better not lift your hands. You better not lift your hands. You know what y'all did last night. You better not clap your hands. You better not be no hypocrite. Some of you, your feet wanted to move like, "Oh, oh no, I don't want God to kill me. I'm not telling you don't have any reverence for God. You better reverence God. But some of us praise God not because we've been perfect we praise God because we're grateful That I know what I deserve, but instead of giving me what I deserve, you gave me another chance. We used to say in church, if you was in the club last night, you better not be singing this morning. I say the very opposite. If you was in the club last night and God spared your life to get home and you know you were high. Y'all not saying nothing to me in here. The bullets were flying and God spared your life. If you made it to church, you ought to be the first one dancing. You know, I uh, hang on. I was gonna say, lead the door anyway. <laughs> that, this section, God is still saving this section. My, my point is in saying that don't let condemnation cripple you. It's because God cannot be disappointed. They don't run out to church. I know I feel some of you. No, God cannot be disappointed. He can be displeased. And I have displeased him before. But I have never disappointed him. See, when in my senior year of high school, for me to get all the way to my senior year of high school and then to fail my senior year of high school, my mother was disappointed. Why was she disappointed? Because she expected me to graduate. How is it that God cannot be disappointed? Because he already knew before I started. He called me, he chose me before the foundations of the world. He said, but at this year, you're going to make this mistake. And on this day, oh, y'all not sending him in here. He can be upset, he can be, be, his spirit can be grieved with some of our decisions. He can be displeased by our disobedience, but not disappointed. To the point he went before us. Judas is sitting at the table and Jesus says one of y'all that's sitting at the table gonna betray me (laughs) and the argument I had with you last week was that if Judas was going to do it and God already knew he was going to do it did Judas really have a choice and is that fair is that fair for him to be born and he's going to betray Gee, is that fair well I want to lift to you that it was prophesied that someone would betray the son of man but it didn't say Judas when it came to the rebuilding of the temple it said Cyrus Hallelujah. when it talked about the birth of the Messiah it said Bethlehem when it came to, to the betrayal of the Messiah it just said someone would Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, it has to be someone. But it doesn't have to be you. The Bible says Satan entered into him. That's why you got to be careful. Don't give place to the enemy in your life. He fed all 12. He fed all 12. He taught all 12. And the strange thing is Judas also was a partaker of the apostleship. That means he was doing ministry too. This is why I'm telling you, make sure you don't have a master, a master's in church and flunking out with God. Oh, I know church, oh, I know church, oh, I know church, but how are you and God doing? Because the Bible says in the last days, Many shall say, Lord, Lord, I prophesied. They say, I tried to prophesy. I prophesied in thy name. I cast out devils in thy name. And he'll say, depart from me. I don't know you. I don't want to be used by God and then dismissed by God. The Bible talked about vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor your gift cannot be your litmus test. Hmm. You hear me? Your gift, how well you sing, how well you preach, how many people like you and how many people know your name cannot be your litmus test about how good you are with God. Because Judas was a part of the ministry. But the enemy had contaminated his heart and if sometimes if you want to really know where you are with God see how well you're operating with people I'm talking about you that you get along with no one and it's everybody else's fault because everybody is jealous of you. I'm talking about you that can never get settled in any church because no church is good enough for you. I'm talking about you that have broken off with every family member and every friend, because every friend is a backslider, none of your none of your family like you. But at some point you have to see that the common denominator is you. How can you love God whom you've never seen but hate you? I'm coming for some of y'all's Facebook status as a you Facebook bandits. And even some of you that got an additional page with no picture. So you can lurk on my. Y'all ain't sending none of them in here. Get out of my inbox before I call your name. How well are you doing with these, these relationships? Because oftentimes, these relationships are a reflection of your relationship with God. That's why the Bible says you shouldn't work in ministry if your and your spouse is not in a good place. Yeah, come on. See, some of, y- some, of y'all, some of y'all act like y'all want marriage. You don't want marriage. You want a wedding and you want sex without feeling guilty. But tell your neighbor, marriage is a ministry. He, he was sitting at the table. He betrayed. He betrayed Jesus. He betrayed him. Uh, I live to you that we see numerical patterns in scripture. Now, we don't lift up numerology in the in the essence of ruling our lives. We do acknowledge patterns, right? We do acknowledge signs. We don't pursue signs, but we acknowledge signs. Now that's a difference, right? Yes, stars are for a sign to us, but we don't rule our lives through astrology and horoscopes. If you ask me what my sign is, I'm gonna say, speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God to get utterance. Don't come asking me, are you a cancer or a Scorpio and all that stuff. How did that language get among the saints? Well, y'all know how I am because you know it's Scorpio season. Somebody say, I'm not coming back to the church. It's all right. I'm going to get you while you're in here. I'm going to get you while you're in here. Come out of them horoscopes and that witchcraft you won't be able to unhear what you heard because what you submit yourself to you give it authority over your life submit yourself to your cancel sign and you're going to operate in everything you read on an online web base glory be to god elder Brittany, don't y'all get mad y'all, oh, oh y'all got some. i'm oh, sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry like i lost one of my church members I'm Capricorn now you're not you saved hallelujah come on I don't I don't have I'm not a part of anything that would trump me being saved. oh y'all not saying none of me here oh i oh, acknowledge your afrocentric history and foundation but above me being black I'm saved. y'all lifted up your Republican Party more than you lifted up Jesus you lifted up I'm a Democrat more than you lift up Jesus at the end of the day I'm on the Lord's side I know somebody got mad with me, but I'm going to keep preaching it to here. I'm saved. Hey, I'm blood covered. Hallelujah. I'm blood washed. I'm redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I got 10 minutes. He betrayed him. So we see, we see some numerology in scripture. So we see seven can mean a number of perfection. We see seven days God created, uh, six days he created, Seventh days he rested. It established a pattern that things are complete when it's seven, right? Walked around the walls of Jericho on the last day seven times. We see that, we see that numerology through that, that, that pattern of numbers. Uh, we see 40 bringing an end to a cycle, right? 40 years in the wilderness. Jesus fasting 40 days. And so we see that number 40 over and over. But then in scripture we see the number 12. 12 dealing with laying foundations, You know, even in the new Jerusalem, uh, there will be 12 foundations and three gates in the east, three gates in the west, three gates in the north, three gates in the south. When God, he was establishing the nation of Israel, he had 11 boys. Jacob had 11 boys and Rachel was concerned because she wanted to make sure even though she was dying, she wanted to make sure she would give birth to the 12th because 12 sons were finally established. The nation of Israel. So when Jesus is establishing his ministry, he has a whole lot of followers. He has a multitude and out of the multitude, he has 70. And from the 70 he had 12 and out of the 12 he will pull out three. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you need a revelation of your circle. If you get a revelation of your circle, you won't have to keep cutting people off. Tell your neighbor, you don't have to cut them off. Just put them in their place. Some people are your work friends. And leave them at work. Come on. Some people are just your church people. Come on, somebody. And you don't bring them to your house. You need a revelation, some of your, come on, some of the people you grew up with, y'all will always be fam, y'all will always be friends, but you will mess up when you try to drag people from your past and force them into your future. your neighbor you need a revelation about your circle because if you take the multitude to the place of your three you're going to become top heavy and that's how some of us are mentally and emotionally and financially depleted because we're pouring into more people in this season than we've been assigned to tell your neighbor everybody can't go everybody can't go and it becomes your responsibility to discern who because people will make you feel guilty you hear me I said people will make you feel guilty oh you acted funny now yo oh, you ha- oh look at you you acting brand-new oh look at you no no we're adults adult friendships are different than childhood friendships we have jobs Come on, don't you have any relationship in this hour that makes you feel guilty for pursuing your purpose in God? (laughs) Glory be to God. He chooses them. He chooses 12. But now because Judas has betrayed Jesus. He's just been dismissed, not just out of the ministry, but even out of this world. Through his own demise, his own choice. Jesus is ascending and he tells them to go to Jerusalem until I give you power from on high. So they're in this in-between place, Charlie. They're in this suspended place where God says, "I'm I'm going to leave you. I'm going to send you a comforter. I will come to you. If that ain't confusing, that is confusing. I mean, John chapter 14, he says, I'm leaving. But I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send another comforter. I will come. Okay. Then he said, all right. Receive you the Holy Ghost. They said, okay. And you know what happened? Do you know what happened when he breathed on them? Nothing. No. I mean, if Benny hand blow on you, you got to fall out. And I grew up, the way I grew up, You know, they lay hands on us real hard and real rough. And I appreciate it, because I wanted God so much, I'm like, beat me up in Jesus. Punch me in my face for the Lord. I want it. I want everything that comes with it. (laughs) They were like... Because, you know, you get... When when that Holy Ghost get on you, you get really stirred up. They would wind us up, wind it, wind yeah. And they wind you up, then somebody that puts you in your chest and punch you in your stomach and then you fall out of the floor and they say, you got it. We didn't complain. Yes. But Jesus says, receive the Holy Ghost. And it was like, oh, okay. Because sometimes all you have is a word but no activity. Hmm. Sometimes God will speak something to you He'll blow on you and you'll have a moment. And after that moment, it's like you dropped into no man's land. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, if all you have is a word, a word is all you need. He said, receive the Holy Ghost. Nothing happens. He said, now go to Jerusalem. They go to Jerusalem. And although it's 120 in there, the foundation is left to 11. Only 11. And they're looking at the pattern. See, the pattern, when you know God's pattern, it communicates what God requires. And they looked at it and they said, Hold on. Somebody got to fill Judas' spot. There's a vacancy. And that space needs to be filled. Because we want to have everything in place so we don't hinder what God wants to do in our lives. See, You can't do everything, but you you can do something. You can do your part. There's there's some things you can't make happen, and you can't force God, but you can make space for God. Have you done everything you need to do to make space for this next move of God in your life? No, I can't save myself. No, I I get it. I I know, you're right. You can't change yourself, but you can start getting up early in the morning. You can't make him answer, but you can be available when he does. Yes. Glory be to God. Yes. Tell your neighbor, make room for God. Make room for God. Room for God. Room. And so the Bible says, they said, we need to fill this slot. How are we going to do it? They said, like we're going to have to cast some lots. <laughs> so not spiritual. <sighs> what? Anybody got some dice? for? <laughs> If you look all through scripture, casting lots, and some sort of mysticism with the Jewish people was in in operation to try to discover God's will. Go get the ephod. In in some Jewish mysticism commentary, they even believe to, to know God's will and answers that there were times that the breastplate of the priest... With all the different stones represent all tribes? Ain't there some God didn't use rocks? He used precious stones. In other words, he was saying, my people are precious to me. And that breastplate was not wrapped, and those jewels were not wrapped around the leg of the priest. It was on the chest of the priest to say, my people are close to my heart. So when he went into the holy place in the presence of the Lord, he took the people with him. And suppose that the urine thumb these stones that they were put in the pocket so when y'all say I'm in the pocket, that means you got to be in the presence. Put it in there. That the stones would light up and when these stones would light up, there would be a code, a code within the stones to be able to communicate what God's desire was. What are you saying, Bishop? It seems like that when you do your natural activity, you can find God's supernatural direction for your life in the midst of your natural activity. Maybe, I'm saying this because some of y'all are sitting on the sideline, well, I'm waiting for God to speak. I'm waiting for God to speak. Come on, God, because I ain't going to go unless you, and there are going to be times like that, right? You don't go until God speaks, but there are moments that puts the demand that you got to make a move. No, no, for real. Anybody, other, anybody have ever been in seasons where let's, I, I'm waiting on God and I would sit here and wait if I had that opportunity. But some opportunities mean you gotta make a decision by Monday. Are you gonna take the job or not? You can't call them on Monday and say, well, I'm still waiting, you know, I've been over at the church praying and I'm wait- No, you got Monday, you gotta give them an answer. Am I standing, to support- am I signing the lease for one more year or not? Every- Life doesn't always give us the opportunity to go on a 40 day fast. every decision but in your natural activity you'll find God's supernatural direction they're like you'll start making movements and you're like okay this is what oh okay this is what God wants but some of it you will never discover it hallelujah how do you know you're gonna walk on water how do you know you have the ability to walk on water if you don't ever get out the boat you'll discover God's supernatural ability in your life when you start making natural activity, natural movements. Psalm 1 says after you have sought biblical counsel, after you have listened to the advisors of good advisors, after you've been acknowledging God, do something. No, really, read it. Psalm 1 says at that point, do something because whatever you do going to prosper. See, when you acknowledge God, hey, anybody who acknowledges God on their knees will always land on their feet. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how many challenges come. Somebody needed to hear this today. There's a vacancy. So they says, let's get these, let's get these lots. They rolled out, it could have been a stone. Some believe it was sticks. But however, they used what they had. And when they, when they dropped them sticks, when they dropped them lots, huh, the Bible said it fell on Matthews. It was between Matthews and Justice, but it fell, on, it fell on Matthews. Y'all call that person back. I'm preaching this message. It fell on Y'all know I don't miss nothing in this church. I don't miss nothing. Even y'all that's in them dark shadows back there, I see. Because a couple of y'all, you know you're a member of another church, so you don't want nobody to catch you on the camera. And that's why we're going to leave the lights off. Amen. To God be the glory. It was between Matthews and justice, but it fell on Matthews. And this is what the Bible said are y'all ready for this shout I'm ready who is this someone who's been there the whole time you'll never be chosen if you're not available you can never be chosen if you're not present to be chosen nobody is gonna send for you in this hour you've got to be in place the Bible said it, he had already been with them since Jesus had gotten baptized. We didn't know him by name. We don't know anything he did. We don't know where he came from. But I come to prophesy, this is going to be the season of your revealing. What has already been, who has already been present, my God, this is going to be a season of revealing. Glory be to God. The Bible said he got in place. He got in place and then the next scripture says justice got mad and slammed the door and ran out no no why because justice had a revelation somebody else's choosing is not my rejection just because this is somebody else's season does not mean your season will never come Just because they didn't choose you don't mean you're being rejected by God. You could be being preserved for something else. Tradition even says he became a bishop in another region. Just the 12th spot was not his assignment. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, and I'm okay with him." I can celebrate you without saying I'm next. Come on, thank God for what God is doing with your friends. Come on, thank God for what He's doing with your hallmate and your roommate. Come on, it ain't never gotta be me, and I'ma celebrate what God is doing for you. Thank y'all for y'all's patience. I I went long today, and, and maybe I'll talk about it in Bible study. It's so much to unpack out of this text Matthews the lot fell on him imagine going from being among the 70 to now being a part of the 12 the reason why I want you to imagine that because that's what's about to happen for some of you in this room some people who have felt overlooked and forgotten you'd have been consistent in your place God is about to catapult you into a different place (sighs) Who, my goodness! He it, it fell on him. It fell on him, and he never knew it would be his place. He wasn't serving with the idea of saying, "Oh, one of these days, one of them gonna fall out, and I'm gonna be able to jump in place." Because if you are always preserving yourself, your talents, your strength, your gifts for something else for a later time in life the quality of your service will always be compromised. Yeah, I'm going to support y'all, but I'm not going to give y'all all all my ideas. (laughs) I'm going to support you, but I'm not going to sing as strong as I could because I need to save my voice when it's my turn. You'll be surprised how many people hold back because they're trying to preserve themselves for their moment. But you don't know who's sitting near you. You know, you don't know who the door is. You don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's observing you. It fell on him, and let me tell you something. Before you break out into a praise that it fell on uh, Matthias, yes, it's a wonderful opportunity, a wonderful opportunity. But a lot falling on you is not just an opportunity. It's a lot. It's a responsibility it's an assignment I need you to speak that to yourself say come into this season soberly come into this season soberly be aware, be alert, be open maybe every time we receive our assignment we don't need to do it laying in the floor maybe that needs to be some clarity with the assignment that lot falling on you mean everything about your life is about to change a woman pregnant is pregnant it's exciting and scary when i've talked to some of the women of the church when they're having their first baby they said yes y'all excited about the life that's being born but i i feel like i was close to death and birthing is a death something dies Because a woman that goes into the delivery room will never be the same woman again. Because once she has a baby, she's no longer a woman. She's a mother. That means you're abandoning one thing to embrace another thing. Being hid among the masses of the multitude of the 70 is different than being one of the 12. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, your whole life is about to change. God's assignment on your life is going to shift everything. Now the decisions you make is different. You're not just a disciple, you're an apostle. And people's lives are going to be affected by the decisions you make. The company you start, the ministry you plant, the city you move to. I told uh, Elder Walter one day we were driving around Lynchburg And I says, one of these days, someone is going to ask one of your grandchildren, how did our family end up in Lynchburg? And you'll be able to testify and say, a preacher came to my college campus and I followed him home. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I met your grandmother there. Do you see one thing, one decision, listen apostles, the apostleship deals with laying a foundation. The reason why it's been so hard for you, the reason why it's been so challenging for you when it seemed like everything comes easy for everybody else, look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you are laying a foundation. God is laying a foundation with you, He's laying a foundation with you. I was in Bridgeport, Connecticut Ha Glory be to God I was in Bridgeport, Connecticut and I was talking to Bishop Mose and Bishop Mose told me he says we've been building that church down the street and we've been raising money for years and someone asked me he says where's our money we don't see a building yet where's the money he said I told them go down the street and look they said, I did. He said, What did you see? He says, All we saw was a big hole. He said, That's where your money is at building a foundation. He said, We're building the biggest church in Bridgeport, we're not building a house. So, the larger the building, the deeper the foundation. I want to speak to somebody just look like you haven't been seeing nothing out of all your serving, out of all your sowing, out of all your praying. God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I need somebody prophetically to receive this. God is laying a foundation with you. There's an apostolic anointing on you. There's an apostolic assignment on you. He's stretching you beyond what you thought you were able and God told me to tell you you're about to find out what the breathing was about. Because, Danny, it fell on Matthias. That means you're chosen, right? But well, what was he chosen to do at that moment? Sit in that room with everybody else. Because although the choice fell on him, in order to fulfill the assignment, he needed something else to fall on. Him. And ten days later, sitting in that room Ten days later they were sitting in that room you can imagine Matthew's like it's good to be I'm glad thank y'all for choosing it Thank y'all for letting me, Matthew's Because he may not have heard the instructions Because it fell on him So, So he's sitting like the rest of them and the Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place with one accord, and suddenly boy, that's what's about to happen for some of us in this room. There's some suddenlies that are about to happen. You've been digging and digging, you've been serving and serving, you've been working and working, but suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a Russian, mighty a rushing wind and it and the Holy Ghost fell on them Oh, you thought the falling was just about the lot? No, cause man can choose you and you still not be ready you can be man's choice and still not have God's ability until the Holy Ghost I said until the Holy Ghost falls on you and when the Spirit of the Lord fell you know how they knew it was the Holy Ghost because the wind I mean the Holy Ghost could have came as thunder lightning but it says it came as a wind what did the wind do It, it reminded them of what Jesus said when he breathed on them this is what I want to say. When you lift your hands? I want to say this to you. May these coming days cause things in the past that didn't make sense make sense. May these coming days allow you to see the whole picture. Why things happen the way they happen. May these coming days give you the revelation of why the why he breathed on you and nothing happened. With your hands lifted, may these coming days make you praise Him for what He held back. May you be able to see why it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen. May these coming days cause the last season of your life to make sense. So this is what I want you to do now with your hands lifted because... There's an assignment in front of you. You didn't choose it. It chose you. And God chose it for you. But you can't do it without God. You can't do it without his presence. You need an encounter with God. And maybe we've given you the opportunity to join our church. Join our small group. But maybe we fail to tell you that just joining with us don't always give you that ability. You need the Spirit of God. You need the Spirit of God on you and in you. Stand on your feet all over this place and all over this place. If you know you need the presence of the Lord in this coming season you need the Spirit of God you need the breath of God I want you to lift up your hands and begin to worship him right now and let the Holy Ghost fall on you hey this is Bishop SY younger thank you for watching this video and now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational motivational and gospel content in your direction